Let's do it. What if you're one step away from changing everything? In this moment, breathe in gratitude. Set your intention. Expect miracles. You are seen. You are worthy. You are light. This is the Lightworkers Guide. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Lightworkers Guide podcast. Thank you so much for being here and joining me today. I know there are so many podcasts that you could be tuning into, and you chose this one. So please know I value you, and I'm so grateful you're here. So let's get into it. Should you pivot in your business? Knowing when it's time to pivot in your business and how to do it gracefully without quitting and burning the whole thing down is what we are going to talk about today. And the first point is defining a pivot versus quitting altogether. And if you're like me, you've done both of those things in your life. You might quit something because you simply change your mind. You might pivot because you learn something new, you've expanded, or you've grown. Things can come out of alignment, and it doesn't mean you were not in alignment when you made the decision, but for where your life is now, it's no longer serving you or your family or even your clients. Shifting gears or even quitting altogether when you know it's time to let go of something can be a sign of wisdom and a sign that you are following your strategy and authority. I'll give you a couple of examples and words of wisdom my dad gave me that I've taken into my life. When I was young, my dad encouraged me to always try new things. I did everything from basketball, tennis, to piano, to ice skating, to the thing that finally stuck for me, dance. And what my dad did right was allow me the space to try new things and then also allow me the space to change my mind. If I tried something and told him I didn't like it, I'm specifically thinking about piano. I remember I went to one lesson, I came home and I said, it wasn't for me. And I never had to go back. Now, maybe I would have fallen in love with it. Maybe not. But he never made me stick to something just because I wanted to try it out first. Another example of a time I quit. After college, when I went to New York to study at the Alvin Ailey Professional School of Dance, about three months in, I was ditching my ballet classes to go across town and take hip hop at the Broadway Dance Center. And it was gnawing at me little by little because I knew moving to New York was a mistake. I fessed up to my dad and told him that I felt so guilty because he just helped me move out there. And he said this to me, and I'll never forget it. He said, Lucy, as soon as you know something's a mistake, turn around. You can always make more money, but you can never make more time. So that was it. I moved to LA to take all the hip hop classes of my delight. I landed a high school dance teaching job and taught dance for the next eight years. 
So examples like those are reminders that some life quitting moments will lead you to the exact next thing that's meant for you. And then there's big life quitting moments. Like when I quit that dream dancing career as soon as Capri was born so I could stay home with her. Or like divorce. And I wouldn't necessarily say I quit my marriage because at the time I felt like I had failed it. I had to mourn the loss of a dream, the potential of building a life with someone that was shattered. And you know the story. When Capri was six months old, I started the very business you see today. And I can say it's the same business, even though it's evolved into something very, very different from where it started. Because I built a personal brand first and allowed myself the space to pivot along the way. So how to shift into something new, specifically in your business, and how to do it with grace. First thing I'm going to touch on is if you had a new download or a new ping. If you do, you know what these downloads or pings feel like. They seem to come out of nowhere and you feel it in your body that it is your next step. Maybe it's a new idea, a new program, a new way of saying the thing that's been buried deep in your heart and is finally ready to come out. So if you've had a new download that has nothing to do with what you've been doing, get really curious about it. How can this fit into your business? How can this be a new offer? How can you introduce this to your people and how will it serve them? Maybe it is a big pivot that you will need to make, like going in a complete different direction and redefining your signature offer. What prompted this for me is I have pivoted along the way in my business because of this exact thing. I start my morning every day in meditation, in journaling, in prayer, and asking God to speak to me. And then I take aligned action on those things. Sometimes they make sense and sometimes they do not make sense. But all I know is I hear you. I turn the page of my intentional planner It's a blank slate, and then I create my to-do list. So this happened to me when I was focused on wedding invitations, and I got the download for the intentional planner, and I built that intentional planner, and from there, got the download to start Loom, the nonprofit dance and yoga ministry, and then from there, got the download that the intentional planner was the thing. It was the tool that helped me launch the thing that God put on my heart. That was the thing that I needed to release out into the world. And I did that. And that was my thing for years, for years. So this is the seventh year the planner has been alive in the world. And a year ago, I got this download, which brings me to number two. If what you have built in your business is not quite bringing in the profit, and this in full transparency was me with my planner. I love 
love, love my planner. I literally still use it every single day. But there was this whisper that there is more. There is more. I really wanted to step into coaching. And it's not just teaching people how to use the planner, but it's guiding people into really honing what they are meant to do and how to serve the world with that. So then I stepped into coaching and fell in love with coaching. And it's not that I gave up my planner altogether, but if you've been following me, you've seen me pivot into the coaching space. The planner is still there. It is still an offer, but it is not my one thing. So let me ask you, if you started a business, did you start it too broadly? And this is really common for many early entrepreneurs. And I see this, especially in the coaching industry, because we are multi-passionate people. We love a lot of things and we have all these tools and we want to use all these tools in our tool belt and serve the world with them. But the problem with that, my friend, is you are too broad. You aren't known for that one thing. You're not an expert, the go-to person in your industry. And when you're first starting out, before you build any sort of reputation, you want to be known as the person for that one thing. And this saying, the riches are in the niches, my friend, is there because it's true. The riches are in the niches. So how can you niche down and get to your one And then the third thing, when truly in your heart, you know, your vision is no longer aligned with what you're doing. And this happens when you are committed to growth and you grow and learn and discover new things and network and talk to people. Your experience of life is going to expand and your vision may change along the way. And that is okay. Bring people along for the ride. And if you listen to last week's episode on my biggest takeaway from being in Jenna Kutcher's mastermind, you know that consistently sharing your heart with your audience will not only give them a window into your world, but it will not give them whiplash if you suddenly announce a huge pivot without ever hinting at your other passions. Think about this for a minute. What kind of audience are you attracting right now through what you're sharing? Is it super niche and narrow, or are you giving people reasons to follow you beyond what you sell? And I'm talking specifically about social media here. You do want your offer and what you're known for to be very specific and niche and consistently share you. Show the world, you, and your heart consistently along the way. And this is how you build a powerful brand and not just a business. A business is a place where you sell a product, service, or opportunity, but a brand, on the other hand, is the image and personality that your business applies to its offers. If I were to ask you what branding is, the first things people usually think of is sharing things like your logo or the colors you use or the fonts or your website or social media. But for me, a true brand is how you make people feel. It's the personality behind all those paid offers. 
And when you share your personality, this is how you pivot in your business without changing the core of your brand. So right now, ask yourself, are you running a business or are you building a true brand? If you only have a business, in other words, you would have to burn the whole thing down and start over if you stop doing what you're currently doing. Consider building a brand. Even if you're unsure of where you want to go in the future, because if you're like me, you're going to continue to grow and evolve and change. So if you start a brand now, it will give you opportunities to pivot, not if, but when, and do it gracefully. And so my friend, you are watching in real time what pivoting in a brand is really like. So for me, you know that I started designing wedding invitations and from there really honed my craft and my design skills and had the ping, the download that I needed a planner that kept me accountable to all the things that God was putting on my heart. And I took my design skills, all the ones that I had honed for those years designing wedding invitations, and I created my own planner. And from there, while using the planner, I had this download of starting the nonprofit Loom ministry, a dance and yoga, combining two things I love into one ministry where I led people through the Illuminate Your Purpose course that is yet to fully be realized. And from there, the download was the planner is the thing. This is the tool that helped you launch this ministry, that helped keep you accountable to all the things I've been putting on your heart. This is the thing that needs to go out into the world. And as I did that for years, this is the seventh year that the Intentional Planner has been out there, and I use it every single day. It is still the tool that keeps me accountable. I love it so much. And yet there's more. A year ago, I stepped into coaching. I really wanted to help people stay accountable and work one-on-one and really get to know my audience that way. It is where I thrive. And in doing that, I fell in love with the thing that I love helping people with. And it has to do with not only helping people realize the purpose, but what does that mean? What does realizing your purpose mean if it's just staying inside of your heart? And what people struggle with is leveraging their voice and being seen. That, my friends, gives me goosebumps and will make me just want to cry right now. The pain of not being seen is not where you are meant to stay. There is so much power in your voice, so much power in the words that we speak. It is how we manifest things into reality. It is Genesis 1, God spoke. It's the first thing that he wanted us to have clues on how we make things happen. God speaks and life was formed. What is that thing that is buried deep inside of you that it is just blocked and not coming out? That is what I love helping people realize. And part of that process that I fell in love with is podcasting. This is so new to me. We're only on episode 14 and I am so deeply in love with it. I've helped others launch 
their own podcast. And most recently, I was really craving connecting with other like-minded people who leverage their voices through podcasting. And so I just started a Facebook group and it is free for you to join. If you already have a podcast or it's on your heart to start one, you're invited. It is a community of like-minded spiritual entrepreneurs who have ideal crossover audiences. And the goal of this group is to grow our audience by finding guests, being invited as guests, and sharing best podcasting tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. So I would love for you to join and feel free to invite another podcaster who you feel would love this too. I would love to have you there. The link to join is in the show notes. And next week, we are going to dive in on building powerful brands. I was recently invited to host a masterclass on this. And as I was prepping for it, I thought this is something that has to be shared. And it perfectly aligns the takeaway of this episode on the importance of building a powerful brand from the beginning. And if it's not your beginning, It is the perfect time to build this foundation so that you can pivot into the thing that you know you are being called to. Okay, my friend, until then, you are seen, you are worthy, you are light. Hey, thanks for listening to the Light Worker's Guide podcast. You are given a divine download and it's your purpose to serve the world with it. I guide a select few clients per month to launch and scale their signature program. Coined the Kajabi Queen, I take your brand and your vision to a whole new level. Are you ready? Apply today at lucycelebrates.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the show notes and all the discount codes from my favorite guides. Until next time, Lightworker, keep on shining on. You were created for something extraordinary. I love you and I'm out.